Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome to the weekend show. You'll be relieved to know that I am joined, as always, by my existentialist co-host Garrett. I am always in a crisis. Yes. Just mentally, it's it's always going on in there. Spiraling out of control. I never know what's happening. It's just like, ah, what is everything? <laughs> what is life? What is the meaning of life? What happens when you die? Is there a meaning of life? Is everything meaningless? If so, what does what effect does that have? As I see Ken, Ken's mind just starts going places. <laughs> but here's my big thing is like, okay, if there was nothing before the something. Yes. Where does nothing come from and how does something come from nothing? That is the question that all of us struggle with. That's gases and it explodes or something. I don't know. Where do the gases come from? I'm liking the world as a simulation these days. Where did the simulation come from? Aliens. I think we're all Where did the aliens come from? I don't know, but we're all pawns in their game. That's a Russian nesting doll. That no matter what the explanation is, it's in... But where did that come from? And then, then where did that come from? I kind of like to think that life is the joke. And then when you die, you can get let in on the joke. As in if there is some kind of afterlife, like, oh, it's so it's, it's like the Matrix, you just wake up. It's like, oh, wait, I was just in the Matrix. I haven't seen the Matrix. I don't know how the Matrix actually works. Here's an interesting tidbit for you, Gar. I was reading a book recently. No, oh, look at Mr. I Read a Book. Mr. Intellectual Podcast. Go on. Okay, Maybe <laughs> feel bad about myself. <laughs> What's your little tidbit? Your brainwaves are the exact same when you're awake to when you're dreaming. Is this the sleep book again? Yes. Oh, he says he's not getting paid for plugging this two weeks in a I'm row. I'm plugging it. Twice in a week I, I, even. I haven't mentioned the name of it. All right. But it's really interesting because if you think about it that way, are dreams accessing the multiverse? Um, no, dreams are just weird memories. Freaking out. Then why are your brainwaves the same? You're awake while you're asleep. Wow. Because it's active. It's, have you, but it's, when you're in the, the phase before that which is like the non-orient sleep or the kind of light sleep lighter sleep your brain wave is quite erratic mm. explain that there because your brain hasn't relaxed yet it's still kind of awake and kind of asleep and that's the reason like songs can slip into your dreams I I've usually fall asleep listening to music and songs slip into the dreams and that's the reason you see people you've never seen and people are like oh how can you see people you've never seen in your dreams it's like you've probably seen them you know, you've seen hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people in your life walking past them on the street. And somewhere somewhere in the back of your brain, your brain catalogs someone's face and brings it back in a dream. Do you think it's those people or your brain can composite elements of people that you saw to make a different person? It's basically the same thing, though, isn't it? I guess so. It's just, say, oh, I saw this somewhere and I put it somewhere for some reason and dreams. We don't know. Why, why do we dream? I don't know. There's no real purpose to it. Dreams are weird. Dreams are like I, I I'm a big dreamer. Are you a big dreamer? Uh yes. I have a lot of dreams. It says apparently it says you're creative. I don't know if that's true. I went a long time without dreaming, and then I started dreaming again. So I don't know. Yeah, but I, I dream at least once or twice a night, and I I'm, I'm good for remembering dreams. What's your what dream do you most recently remember? I'm having a lot of teaching dreams recently, which I'm I'm worried about. PTSD is it? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah. And I actually have quite a lot of lucid dreams in, mm. in that I'm aware that I'm dreaming. And I'm actually able to control my dreams sometimes. Uh, the, the thing that always freaks me out is like practical dreams. Yeah. Where it's like you dream you woke up and reset the alarm and fell asleep and then you wake up and none of that happened. And I'm like, what even is this? What kind of weird inception is going on in my brain? What purpose does this serve? Yeah, I dreamed that I woke up at 11, set the alarm for 12, went back to sleep and then... 
I wake up at 11 and it's like, why? Brain, what are you doing? Speaking of rushing nesting dolls, do you ever have that dream except multiple times? Like you oh, wake yeah. up three times within the dream, so it's like a dream within a dream within a dream. Your dream has continuity. Yeah. I, I, I have the same dreams. I used to have a dream that there used to be a house from here to Kevin Dunleavy's house up the road and McDonald's. And there was a tunnel underneath the house that led to all of these locations. And that was a recurring dream. That we'd use those tunnels. And like my, I have a dream version of Douglas that's slightly different. That's like there's different it's layouts. It's the multiverse, Garrett. It's there's, the multiverse. There's some shops there. That's Maybe that's it. I don't know. I have uh, dreams where I remember uh, just as a particular example, I bought a car in a dream and then mm-hmm. in a, a different dream a while later that car was in the driveway yeah there's continuity weird, it's weird it? dreams are strange we don't know why we dream and we have ideas about why we dream and what dreams what function dreams serve and what the hell the brain is doing that makes you dream it's weird but I, I like the fact that there's things we don't really understand why we do we don't really know why we sleep either what purpose does that serve well especially to, as recharge the body well, it's we fairly self evident we know that from a physical point of view but from like a an evolutionary or or kind of a survival point of view back in the day like if you slept there's a good chance you could get killed yeah we're, we're, we're the dominant species on the planet Ken we don't need to worry about that kind of thing we can live in our plush beds with our, our central heating and our lights on during the winter back in the day when the, the sun went away you didn't have any light unless you set a fire do you think people panicked like every day going oh my god it's gone it's not coming back this time sure that's where the majority of like early primitive like paganist religions came from most of which was sun worship the, 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 bless, the sun will bless you with good seasons and will come up in the morning and if you don't pray to the sun the sun will go away praise the sun even again I'm doing the dark souls thing praise the sun sun be praised would you like to know what we're doing this week or for our second show this week here? yeah because I haven't read the script coming up on this episode we... <laughs> I say that flippantly I haven't read the script <laughs> There's two things, Daga. One, you haven't read the script. And two, I just got right into my read and you totally cut across me. Sorry. Can I start again? Coming up on the show this week. Well, actually, coming up in this episode, because we've had two this week, Gar. Mm-hmm. We shoot the breeze about the stories that caught our eyes this week. And in our main segment, Gar and I get deep and talk about our bucket lists, including items we have ticked off to date. Yeah. Gar, we had our Halloween special earlier this week, so it hasn't been too long. But how are you doing? we got one set of trick-or-treaters. One? One. One people going ding-dong, here's some sweets. Which means there's a lot of lollipops and freaking fudge bars in this house. I think this park that, that our parents and Garth still lives in. Oh, thanks. Well done. That's my sneaky way of jabbing Garth for still living at home. I'm sorry. But it is in a transitional phase, because when we moved in 20-odd years ago... Everyone was young. They were all kids, and now there's no kids, but I think it's going to come around again pretty well, soon. Well, there's kids across the road, but he's, like, diabetic or something, so... Halloween is not because he's got an illness. Is that right? Halloween's well, not Halloween isn't exactly a diabetic's kind of celebration, is it? Here's a bunch of sugar. You can get like gluten free stuff, but or sugar free. How stuff. many houses are like? All right, we're going Halloween. We're going trick or treat shopping for regular kids, and you know we gotta get something for the diabetic kids too. Here's an athlete, a freak. Oh wait, it's too much sugar. No, oh, that's mean. That is mean. But yeah, and like I think there's a lot of kids like further down into the estate, but I don't think they come up this far. This is a good Halloween trick or treating estate, in fairness. There's like, I don't know, two, three hundred houses in the state alone. Yeah, quite affluent as well. It's kind of a middle class neighborhood. Yeah. Mine is, yeah, we have a lot of kind of um, social housing and uh, council housing. And we have an apartment block. So I had quite a few. So I like, after six o'clock, I had a flurry. So I bought this big bowl. It's like a big serving bowl that you'd use for like dinner. I filled it with sweets or candy. Or sweets. Whatever. Sweets. 
And I was like, oh, that's loads. Like, I spent like a, like 10 euro and it's like, that's loads. And then within the hour, I was running out and I was like, oh, gosh. Like, I felt guilty. I, d- I didn't want to turn off my lights and be that guy, so... Oh, we turned off the lights. <laughs> Dad is that guy. <laughs> so I... What, how did you... Why did you turn off the lights when you when you didn't run out of stuff? Because Dad doesn't want anybody coming to the house. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, oh, I better go get more. So I ran up and got, like, a whole other... Like, I filled the bowl to the brim again, and then nobody came. So you have lots of sweets. Like, I thought, like, you know, like, six and nine is, like, the trick-or-treating time, mostly, these days. So I was at six to eight. Nine is the stragglers. Yeah, but as we said on the Halloween episode, I don't think kids are trick-or-treating as much here these days. Cowards. Smash Bros. had a direct yesterday, Ken. You want to talk about it? Yeah, I played you the theme song because we're going to talk about it because the theme song's amazing! It is very Japanese. It's just like, nah, nah. And like, the theme song's already great. It's like, nah, 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 And you're like, yeah, I'm going to beat Pikachu up with Kirby. But then they added words to it and it's like, oh my god. And then they also killed every character in the Nintendo universe except Kirby. Yeah, it does have a pretty interesting story mode this time around. They've, they've full-on Infinity Ward this, Ken. Thanos is just like that. And all of a sudden, Mario, Link, Zelda, freaking Mewtwo, all the Pokemon, Bowser, Wii Fit Trainer, they're all dead. And although, from the trailer, I don't get the impression that they're dead. I think they've been captured by some force. And then cloned and made evil. Yeah. So you have to save... Kirby has to go around and save them. So it's like a mixture of Avengers and Pokemon the movie. Mm. And it's like heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. The cloning thing. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make a tweet about that and get a million retweets. Um, no, I'm going to get there first. <laughs> you don't have the followers. I don't. Uh, but there's there's a bit in it where Sonic could probably get away because obviously Sonic is super fast. But he reaches out to Pikachu behind him and they both get got. And it's like, oh, no, Sonic, I hate you. But why did you stop to save Pikachu? Okay, Gar, if we're to say that it's like the Avengers Mm -hmm. and the peak moment was Spider-Man disappearing, what's the Spider-Man moment in this trailer? Uh, Snake, solid snake. Oh. He's hiding in his cardboard box and he gets eviscerated. (laughs) It's just a cardboard box. Yeah, you don't even see a Pokemon. He's just hiding because, like, that's the thing in Metal Gear Solid is a box. And you just put yourself in the box and you can hide yourself from enemies. So he's just hiding in his box and he gets eviscerated. Yeah. I don't know, I think it might be the Sonic and Pikachu one. Or Palutena and her, her kids, uh, Pit and Dark Pit, they're like flying away, but uh, his power of flight comes from Palutena, so when she's like blasted, he can't fly anymore, so he starts plumbing it out of the air, and then he gets blasted too. Yeah, God. Yeah. That's or uh, if you watch closely, Duck Hunt Dog is cowering in fear, and you know, Duck Hunt Dog has the bird on his back. Yeah. The bird is desperately trying to fly away, but he does. the bird's not going to abandon Duck Hunt Dog. But Duck Hunt Dog is just like, oh, 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 covering his eyes. And Villager's just running back and forth, panicking, while uh, a Wii Fit Trainer strikes a yoga pose just to sit. Just get the workout in before they go off into oblivion. Yeah, if you're going to be turned into a statue for the rest of your life, you want, you want, to, you want to have that tight core, get the abs. Look lean. Yeah. If you haven't seen that trailer, it's amazing. I don't think the director's great. The last characters they revealed were Ken from Street Fighter, which is you. That's me. There's literally a character called Ken in Smash Brothers now. Whoa. So that that's your character, and also Incineroar from Pokemon. Like that was a weird one to choose. Uh, they needed a Gen Seven. I would have liked Mimic you personally, but Mimic is an assist trophy, so. Yeah. Or Rowlet. Rowlet's cute. People are like Decidueye, which is the final evolution of Rowlet, but no Rowlet. The Sidui is kind of weird looking to me. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like, Incineroar, he's a big, like, hulking wrestler type. He, he fits the kind of... You can make some cool stuff. I, I think that's a, a, a thing that goes through their head. It's like, can we make this character interesting? You know, w- w- it will, can we do something interesting? Will he be mechanically interesting? Or she. Uh, but also, did you see the final character of the reveal, Ken? 
I did not. The best character. Go ahead. Piranha Plant. Right. He's literally just sitting in its pot and it's like nan 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 and flapping its arms. It's amazing. People got so mad because like there was leaks saying like all kinds of characters would be in the game and then they're like the final character which isn't releasing at launch it's a pre-order bonus that you get a couple months later is Piranha Plant and people are like <laughs> what the hell? I love how the internet gets mad at something that never existed. They made it up themselves and they get mad at the people who make the thing because they didn't do the thing that they wanted even yeah. though it was never going to happen. It, it must really suck if you're like like Sakurai is making this game and like Bandai Namco and Sora all these people. That's if, what they should call the, the villain monster Sakurai. Sakurai. Oh. That'd be quite cool wouldn't it? Anyway carry on. But like if you're like they put 75 characters in this game Wow. Which is absurd they put so much effort into putting all these characters in this game and because some dopes released a fake leak that so many people believed they're like oh it's not good enough you didn't have Gino who appeared once as a character in Super Mario RPG 22 years ago or Isaac who appeared in the relatively obscure uh, Game Boy Advance and DS series Golden Sun and has uh, that series is now defunct it's like he's not in the game or the freaking chorus the go the 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 chorus people from uh, Rhythm Heaven, which is one mini game from that entire game, and they're like, "Oh, those those should be in Smash." But then he puts Piranha Plant in, which if you see the trailer, Ken, I should have shown you the trailer. I showed you the 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 Kirby thing and the music, but I should have shown you the trailer for Piranha Plant. It's hilarious. It's it's like it's full on. It's a joke character, but he looks like he's almost fun to play. Like you can do the Piranha Plant where you can just kind of snap up and down if you're below somebody, or you can like grab across the stage. It's a really long reach. It's it's amazing. If you don't like Piranha Plant, I don't like you. Two things, Garen. Reaction to what you just said. Go on. One, there's 75 characters. Yeah, there's I a mean, lot. If there's one, like, I mean, it might be, like, in fairness, it is a throwaway character, so you'd probably play it once, get a bit of amusement, and then never play it again. And the second thing is, like, you wouldn't mind if they created a false expectation, or they kind of teased you with something that wasn't true. Mm. But, like, the, the fans create something in their head that's not true, and then they criticize the creators for not implementing something... That was never going to happen. Yeah, that, like... That they know, and even if you go back and watch the E3 Direct, Sakurai sits there and says... Our focus in this game was putting all of the characters that appeared in the previous game into this game. So don't expect too many new challengers. He said that. He outright said, don't expect too many. And in fairness, even despite saying that, I think they delivered nine. That's pretty good. And even then, people are like, oh, it's not good enough. And like, there will be DLC. There's They've announced five DLC characters coming over the next See, that's the 14 months. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing with games these days. Like... Before a game would be released like every maybe three or four years, and, and that's like, it. If that's it, and if if it's if it's not to your liking, there's nothing you can really do about it. But they can like it's it's like any game like those two K games or wrestling or FIFA. You can like literally add on or like adjust it as you go to improve it. Some games become like different games. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy Fifteen is a different game. If you played that game at launch and played it now, there is vast differences in like gameplay and stories and characters you meet and how the entire thing plays out. They've they've overhauled a ton of that game. And like that's the reality of games these days. That original version of Final Fantasy fifteen, I suppose if you get a disc and don't connect it to the internet it still exists. But like the majority of people that play that game now won't play that version of the game. It's weird. It just doesn't exist anymore. That's really interesting. A game these days is more often than not 
are a living and breathing thing. Yeah, it's games as a service is the word for it. Like, I know you have games that are quite expensive, like Breath of the Wild and Odyssey and uh, Red Dead and all these, but the fact that a game can literally have, like, a, a theoretically infinite shelf life. Like, I think in the future there will be no sequels or there will be no, like... Oh, it'll, it'll all be Minecraft. Yeah. Minecraft was released in 2011, and, like, the average video game would have had a Minecraft too. And, like, you know Microsoft is sitting there thinking, because they own Minecraft these days, is sitting there thinking, Minecraft 2, you say? Because yeah. that, that, all they have to do is drop the words Minecraft 2 and it'll blow everybody's mind. But for the last 11 years, you bought Minecraft once, and it's just been a changing, adapting game over the last uh, 7 years. I said 11 there, because it was released in 2011, I think. 2011, 2012. And the thing is, that way you probably make more money than sending a sequel. Oh yeah, Minecraft's one of the best-selling games of all time. That's why Microsoft paid two billion for it. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Which people, yeah. Uh, as usual, are like, "Oh, I don't know, is Minecraft worth that?" And it's like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> that to me was a steal. Just like when, uh, it's like when freaking Disney paid four billion for Pixar or for Marvel, and they're like, "I don't know, four billion's a lot of money for those Marvel characters." And it's like, <laughs> "Look at you now." What's funny is I think they paid six or seven million for Pixar, with, uh, it, with everything added in, just because. Steve Jobs got a seat on the board and stock and things like that. Yeah, and I think it was five or six billion for LucasArts, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is, like, one Star Wars film pays that back between merchandise and frickin' the film revenue. And they can afford to get one wrong, like Solo. Yeah, and then they just have Indiana Jones sitting over there as well, just cause. Yeah, that can come back. And it, apparently it is in development. It's been in development for a while now, but... I think they'd be wise at this point to almost do what they did to Han Solo in st- the first Star Wars but, well, reboot. We're killing off just kind Harrison of Ford in every one of his franchises. Not kill him off, but maybe just pass the mantle over to someone else. Well, they did that in the freaking last one, but no one wants Shia LaBeouf leading the freaking uh, Indiana Jones series, do they? Indiana Jones and the art installation nobody went to. <laughs> Suck it, Shia LaBeouf. I liked Shia even, LaBeouf. I liked even Stevens. I did. He was like a pure entertaining child then who liked comedy and wanted to be a comedian. Where did it all go wrong? What, the, what did society do to Shia LaBeouf to ruin him? I don't know. Ah, well. Should we go to our first story, Gar? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. You yeah. can have the honours. Where are some bummers of a story this weekend? Yeah, not, not, well, the, the third one's kind of fun, but the, this one is not fun at all. Yeah, the, the, the chairman of Leicester City died with four other people in a helicopter crash. Now... This story has been all over the news. If you're not terribly familiar, the Leicester City chairman at home games always left via helicopter, would land in a semicircle on the pitch, and it took off as normal. And we still don't know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. what the failure was, but it crashed. And as you said, Gary, you pointed out rather rather accurately, it was really, really lucky and merciful that nobody on the ground got hurt or, or killed. By all accounts, like that's down to the pilots. Yeah. Uh, when they were crashing, well, when they realized they were crashing, they actively tried to avoid any public spaces, by all accounts. But yeah, on a match day, when there's people around, I imagine this was probably a little while after the game anyway, but there's still be people around on a match day, and for the helicopter not to hit anybody on the way down is, I was going to say thankful, but a helicopter crashed, so it's not all that thankful. Yeah, this news broke before our Halloween episode, obviously, because it was last Saturday it happened, but... It actually, it was kind of a strange story that the details were kind of sketchy for a good few days. That that confused me. It's like, surely they, like, the, if you watch BT, BT have footage of people getting, like, they, they you could see the helicopter taking off in the background of their coverage. So, like, surely they knew, because, yeah, it's like, who's in the helicopter was a question that was around for about a day. Yeah, and for, for I think, a day, they, they confirmed that he wasn't on board the, the Leicester City chairman. Uh, well, I don't think they, 
did confirm that he wasn't, but I don't think they denied that he was. They, they, they were just quiet about it. There was a rumour he wasn't, but then you're like, well, why would he not be on board? He's always on board. And it's his helicopter. Yeah. Why would he not get on his helicopter to go home? As you said, Gary, we talked about this earlier this week. It's especially tragic on to happen on a game day, but given what uh, the chairman meant to... I, I won't butcher his name, so I won't say it. Yeah. Uh, meant to Leicester in the context of what they did three years ago, it, it, it seems especially tragic, doesn't it? They've come up from League One to winning the Premier League. Three successive promotions. Within five years, they won, they won the Premier League from League One. Yeah. With little or no... Like, well, a decent investment, but... Not in, Man City money. In terms of Faraday, wasn't very expensive. Uh, Mahrez was, what, like half a million? Uh, yeah. From Auxerre, I think. Yeah, and N'Golo Kante was the, was the find of the century. And they did something special. And by all accounts, he wasn't just the owner of the football club. He was a, a huge figure in Leicester that he helped the locals. He engaged with the fans. And it, it says a lot about him that the Leicester... City players and staff are absolutely devastated, of course, but they talk like they've lost a family member because that's who who he was to them. You, know? you can't imagine us going back to playing football after that either, could you? Yeah, their midweek game in the Carabao Cup was postponed against Southampton. They will be playing Cardiff. against Cardiff this weekend. And Jamie Vardy has said that's what the chairman would have wanted, the box would have wanted. And uh, his son has since kind of confirmed that he will be taking up his dad's role in the club and continuing on his legacy and and Leicester City, you know, is is reading at the moment. But I, I like to think that given what they did three years ago, they can come out stronger, you know. Mm, very sad end to that kind of story, isn't it? Yeah. That Leicester City kind of wonder story. Yeah. It, it, like, sucks. Uh, it was one of those things where they, did, they hadn't confirmed any deaths for a few days. I was really hoping that somehow, like, because I saw the crash and it looked pretty bad but oh yeah they were definitely dead yeah so there's not a hope anybody survived that crash so i was hoping against hope that they there would be some survival but uh unfortunately there wasn't and uh rest in peace to all who were on board and and hopefully that hopefully they can find out what happened and and it can be avoided in the future but it's one of those freak things like you, you could never anticipate getting into a helicopter and we, there's always a certain amount of risk when you get into a helicopter or a plane but you never in a million years think it's going to happen to you and have you ever been in a helicopter I have once I over the Grand Canyon. Ooh, cost me a fortune. And even then, it, it it's not a pleasant sensation because they kind of hover and bob in the air. Mm. So like, I, I'm not a fan of helicopters, and I I did feel a little bit uneasy in there. So yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan. I don't think I'll be going back on one uh, anytime soon. Our second bummer story of the week: W are just being shitty. <laughs> yeah, WWE. Uh, as we speak, they are holding their crown jewel event in Saudi Arabia, yeah. despite criticism. Mm-hmm. Now, we had two top stars pull out, John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They were both written out of the show. Uh, John Cena was replaced in the World Cup of America by Bobby Lashley. Yep. With no, no explanation given whatsoever as to why he was knocked out. I think Baron Corbin uttered something about the fact that he hadn't qualified, mean, meant that he shouldn't have a place or something like that. So he's out. Yeah. Big match John is not going to the Saudi Arabia. And then Bobby Lashley lost in the first round, so it was all pointless. And... Daniel Bryan, his impending WWE title match was burned off on SmackDown and he lost in fairly convincing fashion. Yeah. It's I, I, I assume this event wouldn't happen. Cause like there's huge I, there's huge public yeah. pressure, there's huge like like political pressure, and, and just like morally and ethically, 
taking money from a government who is killing people to spread their propaganda is wrong. I was, it's just objectively wrong. I was wrong. surprised there wasn't more stars who took the stand. Don't have leverage. Even like Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins doesn't have leverage. Like John Cena is above the company. Anything he does with the company, the company are grateful for these days. Like, like he's more concerned with protecting his public image than he is with being the company man. And Daniel Bryan, what are they going to do? Fire him? Yeah. They just desperately tried to keep him from leaving. What are they going to do? I mean, he has a... Uh, talking about John, he has a fledgling career in Hollywood taking yeah. off. In fairness, he did do the right thing, but I, I like to think that... I, I, or I, I think, personally, it was more of a strategic move on his part for his career. But, you know, hats off to, for him to do the right thing. I think Daniel Bryan had more to lose, even though, as you said, they can't he be he's nothing to lose. He's not being pushed. I know he was in the title match, but it's not like he's the featured on the feature star on the show. What are they gonna do? Put him in more mid card losses to Shelton Benjamin and the Usos? That's been his last month anyway. <laughs> yeah, it remains to be seen because that match hasn't taken place yet. He was replaced by Samoa Joe in the storyline, and if Samoa Joe wins the title, it says to me that he was due to win. So he possibly gave up a, a, a title oh, win. Oh, a WWE title win—that means a ton these days. What do you think? They, where where do you think they go from here, Gar? Do you think that like, they just they... take the money? There's like, I... and the thing is, they held Evolution this week. The big yeah. women's wrestling event where they're like, we're all progressive and forward moving and look at us presenting a show with with entirely women and then later in that, uh, within seven days, presenting a show entirely without women. That's just, you, you can't square that. that. That's putting a, a circle into a square hole. It doesn't fit. And like in many ways, they're right at home with the Saudis because they're more concerned with the image of being progressive than the actual responsibilities of it. But it's just typical of that company to to be pushing narratives and look at all, look at how progressive we are, and look we're treating women with equality. And then we go to spread Saudi propaganda because we take a giant payday. And the way they framed it really annoyed me because it's like we have uh, we've been running shows in the Middle East for decades, and we want to don't want to let the fans down and over to honor there. our contract and all this stuff. It's know? like bullshit. You're not running a show in Saudi Arabia. You're taking a boatload of money from the Saudi government to. Sp- spread Saudi propaganda about how progressive and forward-thinking they are now, despite the fact that they just murdered a journalist and dismembered him. And you, you can't do that. You cannot claim to be, a, 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 you know, the big the big CSR buzzwords, the big co- corporate social responsibility. And it's like, bullshit. You just took money, you took blood money. It's blood money. It's blood money in the bank, someone could say, Ken. Very good word, Gar. I'd like to think that they could revise the deal after this event, but I don't think they will. As, as you this, said. If, if, it, if it didn't collapse here, it's not collapsing. You know, they've this, got fairly close ties to Donald Trump, who did, who literally, Linda McMahon is is what is it, small business bureau or something like that. On the, the she's in the cabinet anyway. Yeah, and we we talked about this last week or the week before. He did legitimize what they were doing by saying, "Why should we, like, yes, it's wrong, and we can acknowledge it's wrong, even though they didn't publicly do that." Nah, they even Vince McMahon dodged questions about it in the investor conference. But why should we punish ourselves by not taking the money? The thing that bothered me the most was that they decided to plow ahead with it, even though they could have, if they wanted to go ahead with the event and save face, they could have easily moved it. Mm-hmm. Their tactic was, "We'll just stop mentioning Saudi Arabia in a promotion, and that's yeah. that's good enough. That's our our hands clean." Nope, you took the money. As we speak as well, they also brought Hulk Hogan back into the fold. So slight, I'd imagine that was a demand of the Saudis, but it's just like, oh, yeah. oh we, have, we have all the, everyone's paying attention to how horrible this is from the Saudis. We'll just slide Hogan back in under the radar, rip the band-aid off. His terrible racism will seem tame in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Based on what 
Watching wrestling shouldn't be a moral dilemma, Ken. Yeah, I boycotted this show. I boycotted it. I, I, I would say cancel the freaking network, but Dad's been paying for it for like four years. Sorry, Dad. You don't listen to this podcast, but if you do, sorry. But Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement should be... Even though I was at his last match and I was at his retirement speech, and I, that, it, did, it did annoy me slightly, slightly that he was coming out of retirement. If it was for the right reasons and with the right story, I could have gone on board with it. But the fact that it was a cynical cash-in where he's taking a big payday and they're basically dancing puppets for a totalitarian regime with a horrendous history of civil and human rights abuses, not to mention abroad, like, it just baffles the mind, doesn't it? As I said, I thought this wouldn't happen because aside from it being the right thing to do, I thought they'd just be like, we don't want the heat. And like, the, look at the damage they've done to wrestling. The, the, look, this, the, they're taking the blood money. This, this hurts the industry. It doesn't just hurt them. It hurts the appearance of pro wrestling for everybody, not just, you know, WWE taking their Saudi blood money. Yeah, because pro wrestling these days as kind of uh, an offshoot of entertainment or kind of a subculture or kind of a, a niche entertainment, it, it has that connotation of being money grabbing or kind of sensationalist and or doing whatever they can to bring in the punters or, or collect the money. So, mm. yeah, you're right. They acted for themselves, but they damaged the entire industry. <sighs> sure did. Let's move on before we get too upset. Mm. Our final story this week, Gareth, the British taxman spends £10,000 on sari flowers. That's nice. It's nice, isn't it? So how many British listeners do we have? We have Rob. Sorry, yep. Rob, this is where tax money's going. They have come under some criticism for this, but they're defending the bouquet, saying it's a more personal gesture to apologise for errors. So who are they giving these flowers to? I have some information here. According to a Freedom of Information request by the Daily Telegraph, HRMC played a total of... £10,298 between 2014 and this year to date. But this year, in fairness, it's gone down because one year, it doesn't specify, it was 3149 and 2016 was 2547 But last year, in 2017, was only 900 hmm. Anytime they make an error or a mistake, they send a bunch of flowers to say sorry. You know what? I'm on board. You're on board with it? I'm on board. If you make it, if someone screws up, Get some nice flowers. You have some examples here. Someone received a, a near $1 billion bill for what I assume was a tax bill or something. And it's like, whoops. It's a cafe owner from Stockport uh, for his business received a $1 billion tax bill. And a pensioner also received one because she was supposed to get £800 in a tax rebate, but only got a check for £1. Yeah. So I've changed my mind. This is not a this is not an absurd story again. This is not a silly story. This is society being like, let's give people flowers when we we mess up. And it's it's also an example of like political commentators just or people who are in opposition to to the government just kind of going nuts and nitpicking at stupid things to try and criticize because basically they said uh, campaigners have claimed that it's more evidence that they need simpler tax systems and a way to cut down blunders like this rather than having to pay out 10 grand of taxpayer money to, to make up for it. Mm. So like, instead of sending flowers whenever they screw things up, that they should just not screw things up in the first place? That's a fair point. But yeah, if you screw things up sending people flowers, I'm okay with this, Ken. I'm bored. John O'Connell, Chief Executive of Taxpayers Alliance, said... What is the Taxpayers Alliance? Isn't that everyone? Technically. What a ridiculous and woefully inadequate way of po- apologising to hard-pressed taxpayers who have been let down by the system. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up with your dopey rhetoric. And you're like, oh, the hard-pressed taxpayers who are let down by our inadequate system. It's like, ugh. Don't don't be moaning about things and suggest solutions, Tonto. 
John had more to say here. The best way for the HMRC to cut down on costs or having to send flowers would be to avoid making the errors in the first place. The UK tax code is so complex that even the bureaucrats at the HMRC don't know how to administer it properly. This is yet another reminder to politicians that we need radical reform and simplification of the tax system. Still we should send flowers. Send him flowers. Why not? He's, he's, he's kind of angry. I think he could do with some flowers. I, I got nailed by the tax man here a couple of times. What do you mean nailed? You didn't pay your tax. But it's, see, I wouldn't mind if it was like America where you had to file your own tax, but they take the tax and then they don't take enough tax and then you get punished for it. Mm. But then if they take too much, they're not going to tell you. You have to file a balancing statement and they'll say, oh, we've taxed you too much, we'll give you the money back. They never do that after off their own back. But, but like you, we always assumed that like they deliberately overcharge and give money back just so they get money. But then recently, it's like, you've just been caught. You've been underpaying tax, so you shouldn't have said a word to them. Apparently, in the last budget, we, f- we got one billion more in taxes than we thought this last year. Nice. Perfect. Which I assume is due to just an improvement in the economy of year over year that we didn't account for in the budget. Fastest growing economy in Europe, can until we collapse again. A source, which I assume is from the inside of the tax system. The tax it's system. Her Majesty herself. It's the Queen herself. Said sending flowers is found to have been an effective way of making sending amends. Sending flowers is an effective way of making amends. With you customers. should get Queen Liz to read the statement. <laughs> but yeah, they basically said, look, cop on. We send the flowers. We're not saying it's a, a like for like way to atone for either undercharging or overcharging people. It's a nice little gesture. Get over it. Ten, yeah. ten, ten grand isn't going to break the UK bank. But it's ten grand over like four or five years. Yeah, five years. So. Yeah. Two and a half grand or two or over five years? Yeah. Oh, all right. Two grand isn't going to break the bank every year. It's sending people flowers. Get over yourselves. So the strangeness of this story was the overreaction we found there. Well, I'm on board. Someone send me flowers. Send me flowers, Ken. I'll send you flowers, Gare. In your dreams. Which are the multiverse. Mm. As we've established. So, Gare. Bucket list. You know what's on my bucket list, Ken? What? You just sent me flowers. Okay. Do you know what's on my book at this car? What? Sending you flowers then. Oh, good. Oh. What's what's like your big bucket list thing that you really want to do in your life? Um, I've got a few, mm-hmm. but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. All Gar. right, all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to break them down to personal, professional, and pop culture. So stuff that we want to see or do in the pop culture realm, because we are somewhat of a pop culture podcast. Saying pop culture a lot in the sentence is actually quite tongue twisting, but anyway. So let's have a quick chat about the goals and dreams that we've ticked off today, Gary. Can you can you think of So from a personal point of view, is there anything that you've ticked off? I went to every like, wrestling show under the sun. Yeah, that's one for me as well. Literally, like WrestleMania, Bound you haven't been to a Bound for Glory so you haven't you hit all the big ones. But uh a Wrestle Kingdom, a show in York Hall in the UK. I've been to a show in Wembley, so that also that. The only but, biggie we haven't ticked off really I haven't been to a Bound for Glory, but I don't count that because it's not real. Hey. You deserve to be hit. Stop hitting me. Is uh, one in Arena Mexico. Would you want to go to Mexico? Not really. It seems unsafe. In fairness, everywhere is unsafe, really, when you think about it. That's true. And they do tend to look after tourists there because, you know, it's worth a lot of money to them. Yeah, so the wrestling tourism was a big one. My big dream for a long, long time was to go to WrestleMania. And then you went to it for like five years in a row. Actually, five out of six years. Oh, I'm sorry for not getting that accurate. I missed the wonderful John Cena versus Miz main event of, of 2011. Which I have seen in person. Yes. And it was bad. Possibly one of the worst of all time. Mm. If it wasn't for Triple H. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, so, uh, personal. That's interesting. 
Uh, professionally, like, I haven't done too much professionally, yet, to be honest. I have my dream job, so I can't say a word. Yeah. <laughs> I've ticked that box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what, what was, like, I, I don't want to go too much into the process of that, because obviously that's kind of, might be personal confidential, but, like, what was that like? You know, I, obviously I know what you did to get it, but, like, what, what's that feeling when you get something that you never really expected to get? I was, well, first of all, it was like, I have to have an awkward conversation with mom, <laughs> because yeah. I was going to college to be a teacher at the time, and I was like, hey, mom. I'm dropping out of college to send tweets for a wrestling company. <laughs> and that was a conversation and she didn't quite understand, but I think she got it over time. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I didn't waste my time for the last, like, I don't know, since 2007, 11 years of my life. I didn't, I, that, well, that wasn't for nothing. So that's nice. I think we talked about it at the time. It's one of those once in a lifetime things that you kind of have to go with and grab. And even if it doesn't really kind of mm. go a long way at the end of the day, I don't think you'll have regretted it for having done it. And I would have regretted it had I not. Exactly. S- simple as. You know, my other big professional... I, I, I have two, Ken. Go ahead. I want to be a Power Ranger. Okay. <laughs> I say that both of these having uh, never even remotely begun to be an actor. Yeah. But Power Ranger and uh, either star on or probably these days, I'm a little old now, more likely write a Disney Channel sitcom. Or be the zany dad. I, I'd imagine zany neighbor. I'm not old enough for dad yet, but I'm too old for star. So I'm like weird kid next door or, you know, older brother maybe. Because I, I I can pass. For, I could probably pass for 18. In terms of like professional, I've done some stuff like, like not career wise that like I made money from or did for a job. But like I always, uh, I've been a huge fan and lover of animation for a long, long time. Mm. Ever since I was young. And I, I got to make two short animated films, which is ambition of mine you know I got to make a documentary about pro wrestling that was quite cool I've done some radio which I've always loved I've, obviously I, I we launched this podcast which was a huge ambition for me as well yeah this podcast is the best bucket list and listening to it should be your bucket list thing every week yes give or take give or take sometimes hey we gave you two this week so shut up yeah and we've been quite consistent recently pat on the back there I think on average we've hit an episode a week for the last, I think we missed like one or two weeks yeah not too bad hmm but yeah, um, so yeah, when I look back on it, I've done, I've done quite a lot of stuff that I want to, I've got some articles published online. Oh yeah, uh, being published by FSM, that was cool as well. Yeah. At the time. So. Look at me achieving things. Wrote, how many articles did you write for Fighting Spirit? I think it was like four. Yeah. It's the Rude one, the Rosemary one, the Banff Glory one, and the TNA Top 50. So yeah, I think it was four. Because I did a journalism master's, and I'm not necessarily Doing that much. concerned about working in print, but there is something cool about, about getting your work published. Mm. And, like, I don't know if you got any feedback, Gareth, but I got a, a few people saying that, like, what I wrote. Cause I did, I did, changed their life. Not changed their lives, but, like, they, they liked it. And, 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 you know, I wrote a few blogs and kind of, you know, life as a kind of uh, a, a person of our generation uh, for my employer who published them on their blog. And that meant to something to people and they said they got something from it so that's a good feeling as well Mm. in terms of personal also care just before we move on to the 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 ones that that we have yet to do in terms of travel uh we've been quite lucky to do that as well yeah far east is tokyo far west for me is houston yeah i think that's the furthest west i've been and we did go to tokyo for a wrestling event so that's part of what we talked about earlier Tokyo, but I think we've always been kind of me and you especially Ed, less so enamored with Japanese culture and yes yeah, it's weird it's weird this is, I might be going back there next year they have cool music are you? maybe 
thinking about it. I'm on a mailing list for a wrestling trip for next June. We'll see how that goes. For the G1 or? For Dominion and Super Juniors. Nice. Tokyo is a, a cool and weird place because I've never been anywhere before that was mostly non-English. Mm. Like, you kind of, we have to get around by kind of, obviously we use Google and that's how people do it these days, but just kind of finding our way around and just kind of being out of our comfort zone, but still kind of going with it. And and I think it's possibly one of my favorite trips we've ever been on. Yeah. And that time I accidentally lost my train ticket and tried to explain to the, <laughs> the train man, <laughs> but he didn't speak any English and he's like, okay. I'll pay. It's fine. I'll pay for it again. Yeah. Uh. Such a nice country. And do you remember we were in the arcade? And arcades over there are bonkers, by the way. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. They're like carnivals in themselves. But you did one of those claw machines. Yeah. And you were supposed to win a teddy, but the machine... I don't, I don't No, we weren't supposed to win a teddy. You lost. You lost. But then the guy just came up, opened the machine, and gave me a teddy. It's like, yeah. thank so, you, sir. I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but a stranger went up to the, the gameskeeper and said... I think like they have a they're very concerned with fairness and honor in in Japan. It's part of their culture and their their mm. personality. So I think you got it to the edge, and that guy was like, "No, no, you should have gotten it. You know, that counts and that's fair." So he went. I just assumed he was stealing a teddy bear from me. Takato was named no, the impre- after the Digimon Tamer season. Very good. Yes, but the impression I got was that he thought that you should have won, and he wants to put it right. No, yes. I just assumed he was stealing it from me, which I approve of. Yeah, but he actually got a person is like, hey, give it to him. <laughs> so I thought it was cool. In terms of looking towards the future and the stuff that's still on your list, Gare, because we, we, we've been, in fairness, Gare, uh, you know, I, I cannot complain for one minute in terms of stuff that I, I like. When I look back, I was like, you know, like, I, I, I'm a creative person. I want to do work in the creative industry. I don't at the moment. And I say, like, what have I done? But I, I have done quite a lot. And, I, 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 and sometimes you have to remember what you've done and, and be proud of it rather than thinking what you haven't done mm. or, you know, what's next. But in terms of personal, and that includes travel as well, what's on your list, Scar? New but, Zealand? Uh, I'd like to go to New Zealand. I'd meet you. And uh, specifically? Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, there was a horrible article by Total Film during the week. It's like, oh, Lord of the Rings is boring. And uh, I tweeted about this. It's the it's the it's one of those worst kind of modern clickbaits where it's a deliberately provocatively like negative article about something Peter that is universally liked that that has the tone and smarm of something that's like this is written to wind people up and then people will dunk it on Twitter and it will be shared widely and end up being clicked on and it's it's malicious it's monstrous nonsense the the and the tone of those pieces are written with 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 the kind of the, the kind of just overbearing smarminess that's oh, I hate it and uh, like you don't you you want to dunk it at Ken you just want to dunk on it but, it but that's into their plan that's what they want they want people to dunk on it and because a widely shared thing that drives people to their website so don't dunk on it subtweet it I'm not against a negative opinion Karen but yeah if the, it's the, genuine yeah if it's genuine and well argued not like oh these films are long why would anybody watch them oh why are they walking they're walking to simulate the length of the distance the journey it's a year long over three films that's they want to establish the scope and the scale and the length of the film or the, the freaking journey to Mount Doom they don't want to make it feel like they just went straight there in an instant but that's neither here nor there these people are stupid and their takes shouldn't wind you up to like they just did me for the last minute and a half you okay Karen? New Zealand I would like to go to New Zealand and I love their adorable accents I think actually some of my favourite comedians from New Zealand as well I like I like their humour as well they're kind of deadpan yeah dry it's a dry wit Yes, like what we do in the shadows is very good. For me, Hawaii is another one of on my list. It's just... Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Literally yes. just got Lord of the Rings and Lilo and Stitch. 
China, but I'm not a huge fan of communism, so... Why, what don't you like about communism, Ken? Well, in, in theory, it's actually a noble idea, but it just doesn't work in practice because people are greedy. Yeah. Too much self-interest and too much inefficiency, inefficient allocation of resources, and doesn't encourage innovation or incentivize I'd, I'd still creation. Probably, I'd still probably go, because I think, you know, it has a really fascinating cultural history, and, and stuff like the Great Wall is kind of like a musty, it's kind of a bucket list thing, isn't it? Mm. But I, I can be seen from space. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to go to Hong Kong as well. Though. That seems like kind of like the best of both worlds, kind of Western, but also... It, it's the so, Hannah Montana of Asia. It's got the best of both worlds. Anytime I, I, like someone says the best of both worlds and I relate it back to Hannah Montana and I don't get it, I'm very upset. Yeah, I thought that was like a, a popular thing. I thought everyone liked that. At least knows the theme song. I don't know one uh, from a personal point of view. It, it kind of involved Chavez. I, I'd like to live abroad for a while. And I kind of did it last year, but only for four months for work. I lived in the Philippines, which is a pretty big leap in fairness. I was proud of doing that. Didn't you sort of hate it? Uh, towards the end, it just got very isolating. You know, because mm. like... Uh, going alone is the problem, isn't it? And there was people around me, but it's like, it's like being in a bubble because all you know is each other. Mm. And then like it doesn't seem like real life because... Is this not real? Oh, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. It's bad. Okay. More like Bohemian Rhapsody, but go on, continue about the Philippines. There's a strange thing about that film. Some people really love it. it Bohemian Rhapsucky, po- sorry. Bohemian Rhapsucky. Yeah, there you go. It seems to be, yeah, anyway. I think I talked about it on the podcast before, but like when you're in this bubble of only people that you know from work, and you're there for, I was there for four months. Well, two and two. You have unlimited amounts of money because you, you were a rich white man. Yeah, you got your salary plus you got like per diem. And I was on like 1.6 million of our currency a year. You were a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, you, like, and like I've never been in my, like, it's never, like since I've been an adult, of course, like obviously when you're a kid, you don't worry about money. But since I've been an adult, I've never had a period in my life where I didn't have to think about money. And like, it gets a bit silly over there where everything is accessible. Mm. So I think it was kind of, first of all, it was quite short. Second of all, I knew I was coming home. I knew when I was coming home. And I was kind of, a, it was almost like a telenovela of uh, experience. In that it felt like dramatic and weird and not real life. And I've had some stories from the Philippines. I'm going to tell some of those someday because they're quite bonkers. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I I have a plan to possibly move to Canada within the next year. Give that a go. Just to kind of, I think, I think I'll always come back to Ireland eventually. But I just, I'd like, if I can make a life somewhere else for a while, I would just to kind of widen my horizons and, and get more experience and kind of break out of the mold. I'd have a job in Canada, so. Yeah, you would. Let's go together, arm in arm. Continue the podcast. Yeah. Wait, if you move, the podcast is dying again? No, we'll do it through Skype, Gar. We brought it back for all of these people that weirdly listened a week later in mass numbers all of a sudden? Yeah, we've had a sensation the last, I think it's the last three weeks, where in the week that the episode's released, it has a moderate amount of A huge audience, some would say, Ken. A moderate amount of listens where, like, people we know and family basically listen, and then all of a sudden it jumps by, like... Three individual episodes in the last three weeks just jumped by 50 listeners in one day. Yeah, like, like our, our most recent... Ha- oh, no, that's Halloween. Our most recent Halloween episode currently has a, a modest 11 listens. But then the week before, 61, 69, 58 for the, the three weeks prior. And, like, they were, like, in the similar figures to the last week's episode until literally, like, a week later and they just jumped by 50 listens. So if you're out there and you listened, thanks very much. Yeah, if you're a real person. Yeah, not uh, a bot. Seven in Mexico. They're from different countries as well, though. Yeah, they're real guard. We're catching fire. Seven from Mexico, six from Spain, six from Turkey, five from the US, two from Germany, two, and then there's a whole lot of Kazakhstan, UAE, Bahrain. We're big in Uruguay, guard. It's weirdly dispersed. Kazakhstan? Yeah. It's Borat. Colombia? 
two from Guatemala. <laughs> All right. <laughs> in terms of professional, is there is there stuff that you you like to do or just stuff on your agenda? I don't know. I don't I don't really think about professional much. Yeah. To the degree that like if I was ever offered another job, I'd be like, what do I even do? <laughs> yeah. This is the one I've worked long time for. So what do I do if I get another? I don't know, but. We'll cross that road when we come to it. But yeah, I, I, I don't ponder that a great deal. Which may suggest a lack of ambition. I don't know. But I have some stuff that kind of intersects with personal and professional because I'd like to try them for me, but I'd also like if they somehow became my job or, you know, I could do them for like a career. So one of them, I, I'd like to try stand up. I've been threatening that for years. Or I'd, I'd like to try improv or both. Why not? Because mm. I just, it's something that's in me and I, I like that kind of feeling of freedom and improvisation and kind of just being silly and, and weird and indulging in that. And ah, I, sorry. Brock Lesnar's WWE champion. Again. <laughs> they bottled it on Braun. Again. <laughs> Why? Because they're like Basically, they, again, they're, they're doing a repeat of last year's... Styles and Lesnar at Survivor Series. Again. <laughs> instead of going forward with the future, they went reset. It's literally exactly where we were this time six, uh, 12 months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Braun. Imagine Braun. It's like this is the. He's finally like this is my moment. But nope. Back to Brock again. So strange. It is. It's baffling. I don't understand it. And now Samoa Joe has lost a WWE title match like three or four times. I think he's on like seven. I think he's lost the belt. Like I lost the match. Anyway, back to ambitions. Sorry that amused me too much. Yeah, uh, there's a few I have in terms of writing. I'd like to write a children's book or more than one children's book good uh, let's see if i were to write a book it would probably be more young adult i'd write some terrible like they went to a school for special children kind of book like that guy sent me i'm gonna check that the he updates like that. besides the ones that really make it and then become big hits in, in that they become films or tv shows and stuff like that oh books can't whole, be worthwhile by themselves we talked Ken. about this in the when we talked about young adults in a previous episode there's a whole industry of those books that are just mediocre but people are gonna self-publish on like kindle and stuff and people mm. just buy them and they like they have careers as authors, but they're not famous. But people just kind of read their books, or they sell enough books to kind of make a living out of it, or they churn out enough. Because some of them are very prolific. They'd be like writing books every few months, kind of thing. Yeah. Like a mixture of like short novels, kind of like Roald Dahl style, mm. or and I like to do some picture books as well because I like one of my favorite things to do. And don't criticize me is to go into bookshops or bookstores and just look at all the picture books in the kids section. Uh, you can't say it too long though, because a man like me who's like. Man. 30 with a beard uh, and you're oh, surrounded you just by you yourself 30 yeah well 29 but it's as good as with a beard in, in amongst a bunch of children you can only hello kiddies what are you reading today <laughs> you can only may, remain this is a very nice book would you like me to read it to you you can only remain ah! you can, care, 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 don't make me seem like a pedo you have the beard for it yeah I do have the beard for it I, I got a trim today I got made less pedo-ish that's true but you, you can only mom was like it's getting curly. Spirit's getting curly. Like she she like criticized my haircut. I don't even live here anymore. Yeah. There's only so long you can remain conspicuous amongst a bunch of children. So, but <laughs> I swear one of these is mine. I just want to look at the books. I swear. But uh, yeah, that's another one. I um I've gotten really really into theater recently. I really like kind of going to theater, especially amateur theater. I like supporting that. So something in me wants to write a play as well. You just want to do everything, don't you? Yeah, I just I'll write icy bread people someday. Like, I'd start off with something short, but I just, like, because remember we went for a night out a couple of weeks ago at a 10x10, which is 10 10 minute plays. I'd like to do something like that to start off just to kind of see what it's like. And yeah, so those kind of intersect with personal and professional. Um, in terms of, uh, we're kind of wrapping up here, Gary, we're kind of winding down, but in terms of pop culture, just what, what, what have, what, what, what have, like, we talked about wrestling, is there anything else that we've done? Like, 
in terms of music, we've seen some pretty cool acts. We, we got to see Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil Collins was always like, I'm not a big music guy, but I would have liked to see Phil Collins. And then I saw Phil Collins, so I'm like, job done. Yeah. Other than that, no, not really. You don't think so? And like, I'm not. There's plenty, I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, I wish I played this or watched that or read this. I don't really have much of that. I'm more of a, oh, this came out. I'll play that. The kind of guy. Yeah. And if I if something catches my fancy, if I'm like, I want to play Fur Fighters Two Vigo's Revenge, I'll pick that up off the shelf over there again. Real game. I own it and play it. Or Donald Duck Quack Attack. I'll just buy it from CEX. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna play this game, even though it's terrible. I've been fairly lucky in that sense that whether it be Broadway musicals, whether it be wrestling, whether it be music, whether it be anything. I've been to every Disneyland except two, I think. That's another thing, to, a bucket list thing that I've, I'm working on. I've kind of earned my own money for quite a long time and, and like I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything like that. I don't spend my money on those things. So I've been quite lucky that anything I really wanted to do, I've been able to do. And, you know, much credit to our parents who, who have given us the opportunity to do a lot of things that we really shouldn't have been able to do, but they kind of supported us financially. They are the Japan, best. Japan wouldn't have happened without them. But, uh, Love you, mom and dad. Yeah, in terms of people I haven't seen, not re- not really. You too. I'd see you too, but Queen. Th- well, Queen is dead now, so hey, there's still Adam Lambert. You leave him alone. He's they doing could, his best. They could do a, a hologram concert like they do with Tupac, and then yeah, Tupac. Yeah. Okay, this seems like a segment that could be revisited from time to time, doesn't it? It's just one of those things that kind of evolves. I wish I'd seen Steve Austin wrestle. Yeah. It's about the only wrestler I haven't seen. Yeah, because we've seen The Rock. We saw The Rock twice. I never saw Eddie Guerrero either. But I saw The Rock twice. Yeah, Eddie was my favorite when I was much younger. And, and I still kind of always acknowledge his his anniversary, which is actually this month. Uh, what is it this year? It's, it's uh, 13 years. 13 wow. years. Mm. So, yeah. In terms of wrestlers, I you mentioned Austin. We, we won't get to see him wrestle. and He'll never do that one last match. Won't he? What if the Saudis throw literally all the money and rehab at him? I think he's too physically shot and physically disinterested. I don't prison. know. But what if they're like 50 million? In fairness, the era that they grew up in and what they're asking for is... No they Austin. want Austin. They want, they want <laughs> They'd love Austin. In fact, there was a rumour they offered money for The Rock to come as champion. Yeah. The Undertaker, The Rock and Austin would be three I'd love to meet. In fact... I, I, don't, I don't care much about meeting these people. I like it's... to meet him. I don't know. I like I like meeting him. Like the only thing is he's like um like the Undertaker meet and prices are like what was it two three hundred bucks? Yeah, he's doing his first one in the UK and he is winding down, so it's only natural that he opens up to these things because they are money making opportunities. But the top tier was three hundred and seventy five pounds, which is in euro over four hundred. Yeah, for, that's a lot of money for thirty seconds of the man's time. That's what you have to think about because I I spent more than my fair share in wrestling over the years and we're talking in the thousands to go to these WrestleManias to meet these wrestlers and in fairness there is a thrill there because I met some people I look up to and like they were superheroes to me for a long time I remember paying 150 bucks to meet Hulk Hogan and that was a lot and all it really boils down to is like 30 seconds max a minute of interaction and then you move on like you know mm-hmm. it's really not worth it <laughs> it's absurd when you think about it I don't regret having done it like I don't I don't, I don't deal in in regret in that sense like because the money is gone and I, yeah you get to stand next to a race you paid that money to meet a racist Ken yeah damn it <laughs> real American like the, the thing like my instincts in my body betrays me because when we watched that clip of his return earlier like when real American hit I'm like it's a good song it's an objectively good song exactly it gets me pumped up and excited and then I'm like no no he's a terrible racist he's a real American fighting for the rights of every man unless you're black you can't fall for the racism Ken you can't get to get sucked into the racism 
So I think we'll revisit this in the future, Gary, because it is kind of... If, an... we, if we ever tick any of these things off. Yeah. If just... I ever become a Power Ranger or, yeah. or write a Disney Channel sitcom. It's, it's one of those things that kind of evolves over time. And I, and it's funny because we're talking about this on the fly. It's, this is kind of one of those on the fly segments. And I'm sure there's stuff later I'll think about and go, oh, damn, that's stuff that I've done. I want to go to space. That's what I want, that I want to do. So we, we may revisit this in future. I Maybe want to become a, a Batman-esque vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to get quite a lot of money first. Mm. What's on your bucket list? Let us know your dreams and aspirations before you kick it on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. Or if you're a person of few words, you can also share your thoughts on Twitter, at TWSKK. What, do you usually ask where... Where's my line gone, Ken? It's, it's coming here, don't worry. But you're like, where can they find us on Twitter, Gar? And it's like, at TWSKK, you just did that. Okay, Gar, I forget I said that. Where can they find us on Twitter, Gar? At TWSKK. Okay, you feel better? Mm-hmm. You okay? Do you like to finish off the podcast? Finish the podcast? Keep going. Okay, friends, that's another one for the old bucket list. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast. You can find a new episode every weekend at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. That's where you'll also find our other show, Podcast a Week, and the entire back catalogue of the weekend show. Gar has got some stuff in the can. I can't even continue to make jokes about it. (laughs) There's three episodes literally lying there. There's no reason why they can't be out for your listening pleasure. But Shut up. Okay, I'll just move on. (laughs) Make sure to subscribe on iTunes. I keep saying iTunes. It's actually called Apple Podcasts now. People are going to be looking for iTunes going, where the hell are these podcasts? Or SoundCloud, so you never miss any of the podcasts on the DWS network. I gave you two this week. Two for the price of one. How nice are we? Two for the price of all of the rest of them, really, because we don't charge people anything. True. We charge people their affection and time. time. Yeah. Which is the most precious thing of all. Realistically, like, the older you get, the relationship, like, it's not, can I afford this thing? Well, it's to a degree, can I afford this thing? But these days, like, the demands on your time are are greater than the demands on your money. So it's like, if you have, like, say, Red Dead is 60 hours long, do I have that time? Would I prefer to do something... Would I prefer to watch, like, I don't know, three seasons of a television show in that time? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but I think it's an interesting question to ask. Yeah, maybe a segment for a future podcast, Gar. I don't think that's a full segment. It's like, there's so much stuff to watch. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, if you are a weekend show truther and you need to make believers of your friends, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I've already said Apple Podcasts. I don't know why I put that in there twice, but that's the script, and I wrote it, and I'm sorry. You said the this week twice in the opening paragraph as well, and I'm like... Could, could a bit of language variety wouldn't kill you again shoddy work you know <laughs> but I write it and I just go about my life you know mm. I used to obsess over the script for hours but then I didn't get much sleep so I have to kind of and then the podcast would end up just being you reading it's like I wrote this thing I will say these I words I must read all my words that I wrote you'll find our feed under TWS Network that's a really long way of asking people to plug the podcast mm-hmm. in appreciation we will send you £10,000 worth of flowers I think we know we can find some there Queen Liz, Robot Liz will send you flowers. Next week, we make another attempt to make sense of the mess that is US politics. Yeah. When we, I'm sorry, <laughs> When we dissect the midterm elections, which take place on Tuesday, November 6th. We were brought to you this week by our sponsor, The Bucket List, starring Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson, in theatres on January 11th, 2008. Our theme music is by Blue Wild Productions, and until next time, say goodbye, Gar. Bye-bye. Take it easy, everybody.